Who are those fellas down at the end of the bar? Those are the McGlynn boys. It's best to just let them be and listen to what they gotta say. Ask if you must, drink if you want, and disregard the rules, because this, this is the tavern in question. It's Thursday night. I am in Michigan. <laughs> this is fucking weird. This is awesome. This is like twice in not a long period of time. I know. It's super cool. It's super cool. But it is super <laughs> weird. So here we are uh, for another episode of Tavern in Question. Welcome everybody to the folks on the stream, to the folks joining us uh, via podcast platform later on. Uh, we are uh, editing all of that out. <laughs> That's what we're doing. <laughs> uh, it is the 11th of November, which means it's Veterans Day. So uh, big, big shout out to all of those uh, in uniform and out of uniform. Uh, actually, it's going to be the topic of the show today. We're going to talk a little bit more about it. And... Uh, and uh, do some time celebrating those folks who uh, who served and uh, continue to do so. It's good to see you, dude. It's good to see you too. And it's it's nice to be here. Yeah, I know. Like, I think we've seen each other more this year than we have in like twenty like years put t- together. Yeah, no, twenty <laughs> twenty fucking years, man. So I think. But see, a uh, funny point is, I'm pretty sure you've been in my house more than like the people who live in the same state have been in my house. <laughs> so, which is twice. Yes. Let's do some fucking math on that one. <laughs> yeah, that, that's fair. <laughs> uh, All right. It's good shit. We can't breathe at the same time. <laughs> I know. We got to breathe at different times because then it's just this weird pause shit that, that's bizarre and doesn't work. Kind of like taking a drink at the same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But see, I can cue off of you. I can see when you're reaching. So right. So the then, then you wait. Yeah, so that's way better. So I wait. So I'm like, oh, nope. Nope. He's going to go. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. It's way easier. All right. Well, fuck. Let's, uh, let's go over to the news desk. Let's do it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I will get us started this evening. Normally, I like to bring something, you know, positive. Usually, there's an animal involved, which I haven't fully understood that why. But I saw this. Nobody has. (laughs) So I saw this article, um, and I was kind of blown away by it because it it was, you know, right in our backyard. So. We have enjoyed uh, a couple of different beers, I think, from a particular brewery called Bell's Brewery. Bell's. Comes out of a Comstock, Michigan. Apparently, they were sold to... To what? To an Australian uh, brewing company who apparently purchased new Belgium brewing in 2019. So, okay. So, uh, in this article, you have... The head honcho of Bell's saying, you know what, um, I'm getting up there in age, and I'm obviously paraphrasing. He said he's getting up there in age, he's getting up there with uh, being having questionable health stuff, and he's like, you know what, this feels like a good move. And he he feels confident in uh, who he's selling it to, and they're just simply moving on. And so now Bell's is, is going to be recognized globally? How fucking crazy I, is that? Well, so it was bought by an international company, 
whether or not it achieves global recognition might be a thing later on. Why, if you, if you own the rights to sell that alcohol, why would you not do that around the world? Uh, there's a lot of red tape with when it comes to booze and selling and imports and exports and taxes. Even though that company may own an American beer company, importing it to freaking Australia might not be financially responsible for that company to do. But even who if knows? you even if you own it, like you don't get it any, doesn't change you import don't get export. Any, yeah. It's still an American product that's got to get <laughs> imported into <laughs> Australia, Fair which enough. it might already well be. It right. could already be a thing. I don't, I don't know if Bell's is sold internationally. I mean, it's sold in Massachusetts, so, I mean, that's kind of like international because it, it, that place is its own fucking country. Right. Well, and, like, I've talked to uh, some other guys who are uh, from out west. They even have seen Bells around. So Bells has a, a pretty significant reach for, it, if you look at it as comparatively in the scope of other breweries, isn't... This is what happens when I don't have my computer in front of me. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> yeah, Bob. I totally lost I, where I, I was going with that. I'm sorry. It's okay. Oh, fuck it's okay. I, I am a hot mess. This is this is this could be a train wreck. <laughs> well, at least you don't have to line any uh, audio up. You just just put just it cut, put it and go cut and chop and be fine. <laughs> be fucking fine. Oh, oh right. my god. But yeah, so uh, Bell's got sold. That's. Uh, in my opinion, I, that's crazy. I I didn't expect that, especially with, especially locally, how much of a following and like loyalty there is to the Bell's brand around here, especially sure. in Kalamazoo. It it didn't seem like something that was going to happen, and it's it's I found it to be surprising for sure. Absolutely, and it'll be interesting. I think as long as whatever company bought them, uh, as long as that company maintains. You know, uh, good relations and and doesn't try to change anything. Mm -hmm. uh, it's reasonable to expect that all that's just going to continue on and carry on, and that bells will just keep doing the thing. You know, as long as they yeah. don't come in and immediately change, you know, all the fucking recipes and everything starts tasting like Fosters. <laughs> yeah, it. Any any time a company goes like goes through a. A buyout like that, I'm always curious. Like, okay, what's gonna change? What What's gonna yeah. be the first thing to go through the? Well, we're technically owned by somebody new, so we're gonna we're gonna make it how how the new guys want it. You know, it's like okay, but is that what really made this place valuable to this other company? Is how they want it or what they were already doing? Yeah, and I mean, uh, chances are, if I mean they've bought it, they've come in, they've already looked at everything, they see how the the company's running, they've looked mm -hmm. at the business model, they've looked at how it, you know the production and and where I get concerned is uh, tweaks in efficiency, right? Mm -hmm. So a new a new team comes in, mm -hmm. right, and then you get a meeting with the Bobs in your office <laughs> space, right? You know, uh, I th right? It's, it's yeah, I, I got a meeting with the Bobs later. You know, coming in here trying to. So what do you say you actually do for Bell's Brewing Company, right? You know. Uh, what was it? Uh, what, uh, uh, the shit. What was his name? It's the same as the the freaking Michael Bolton. Okay. Have you not seen Office Space? It, it's been a sweet minute. Oh but. my god! Yeah. <laughs> so what would you say you do here, Michael Bolton? Same. same. <laughs> anyway, I love that movie. 
and I'm digressing hard, but you know, you know what I mean? That's where they get it. Well, Hey, we can be more cost effective and more efficient if we cut out, you know, mm-hmm. this, 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 and this, you know, and then that inevitably is going to entail people, mm-hmm. you know, and people are going to be the loss and, and hopefully they don't do that. Hopefully they bought the company because it's amazing and it operates great. And they're going to do this. You know, right. if there's something that can be done better, they'll do it. But hopefully that's not, doesn't come at a cost to, you know, the process or the product. And as long as it doesn't, it should be good to go, man. Yeah. And time will tell. And, and I'm a, and I'm a fan of Bell's beer. So it's, it's one yeah, of those too. things where if yeah. they decide, Hey, uh, Oberon only did this much money last year. So we're not going to sell it anymore. It'd be like, hey, excuse me, <laughs> you, you what? <laughs> no, 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 you are. You still going to make it <laughs> like that's because that's anytime that comes out, I, I grab it. Yeah, that is the only beer I have kept in my fridge consistently. Oh, wow. Because I can always find it. Yeah. It doesn't have the same following. Of course, we've got, like, Trinity and Trillium and all those places mm-hmm. there that are, I guess, I, I don't know beer well enough, but I know people ask me if I'm going to go stand in line to get the newest. No. No, but no. I'll stand in line for whiskey. Right. I'm not standing in line for, and some whiskeys. Right. I mean, let me be specific. Yeah, I will stand yeah. in line for some whiskeys, <laughs> uh, but I don't stand in line for beer. Um, Bell's has a, a store right downtown. So this was obviously before COVID. I was working downtown and they had, there's this Oberon day. That is the first day Oberon becomes available to buy. So you can get it uh, in their store. You can get it in other stores, but it's kind of the fun thing to get it from their store. That's downtown. Uh, The first year I noticed this was a big deal for them. There was no shit. A line a quarter of a mile long. People waiting to get this first grab of it. And it's like, it's fucking beer. Walmart's going to have like 10 skids of it in like a day. You can't wait 24 hours for beer? And it's like... But the, but the Walmart stuff's not going to show up for like another week. you got to have it. <laughs> beer on release day always tastes better than beer on... But, but see, Next Walmart Thursday. has it on release day. That's the funny part. Like, you know how, like, when they uh, big stores set up for Black Friday, yeah. where that's basically skids wrapped in plastic? That's what they do with Oberon. <laughs> they just bring it out, they wrap it up, and as soon as it hits a certain time, like, in that evening, they go, all right, cut it open, people can start buying it. And it's just like, holy 12.01 a.m. Yeah, and it's all gone. There it goes. And there's people freaking fighting the shit out of each other to get it. Yeah. Well, like, um... The, the launch day for it this year, obviously there wasn't a line at their store, but the launch day, there was two full skids. We're talking like up to my chest, and I'm 6'4". No, 6'2". No, you're I'm not, six, you're I'm, not 6'4". I'm 6'2". I'm, you're 6'1 and a half. No, nah, I'm 6'2". Okay. Every two inches of it matters. <laughs> That's what she said? Hey, hey moving on. <laughs> so... Um, I went. I had. I had to go to Walmart twice that day, which sucked. Anyways, so the first time I went, two full skits. So I grabbed a six pack. I'm like, you know, what? I'm set. We're talking. This was <laughs> like 10 a.m. And then uh, probably about four o'clock in the afternoon, I had to go back grab something else. The skid that I had taken beer off was already gone. So, yeah. And we're talking a lot of fucking beer on one skid. So it's like even at places where you can get a whole lot of it, it goes so quickly. And it's just it's crazy. It's good. It is good. It's good. Their other I mean, stuff's good, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, that Their double IPA, whatever that big uh, IPA Hop was. Slam? Hop Slam, yeah. yeah. That was a little rough for me. Yeah. But uh, but the Oberon's good. And I've kind of I've had the, the Two Hearts, right? Two Hearts Ale. Mm-hmm. That's theirs. Mm-hmm. 
Um, that was a good one. I've enjoyed that one. And I don't remember the name of it. They did a, a light version of the Two-Hearted. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, I did just pick up something from New Belgium. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember the name of that either. But it's a Pilsner, and it's actually it's it's pretty good. It's it's light, okay. it, um, which is uh, that's kind of what I like. I don't like big, heavy, dark, chewy beers. Right. Uh, so I forget the name of it. Chewy if beers. I remember when I edit this, I'll put the name of whatever it is on there. But yeah, right on. Yeah, right on. Well, that's cool, man. Right yeah. So big things happening for Bells. So I'll be I'll be interested to see uh, how they're. Not business plan, but just how they continue to do their business if if it gets impeded or, or anything. So it'll be interesting. Bells, Australian for business acquisition. It's <laughs> my best Australian accent. That's that's all you're getting for me tonight. Well done, well done. <laughs> all right. Well, in uh, a typical fashion for me, I'm bringing in the happiness and the the fun rainbow kisses and fucking you know unicorns and shit. Not really. So found out today that the FDA happens to be recalling some of these at-home COVID test kits. Approximately 2.2 million of them are, are recalled and are going to be coming back because they're giving false positives. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> two years. False positives. We've been in this thing for two years. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. Two not one, not half of one, not mm-hmm. one and a half. Two, two fucking years. Mm-hmm. And this has been a common theme because even the PCR tests were having some drama there for a while, mm-hmm. right? And then they probably still are. We're just not talking about it anymore, right? Because there's other things going on, you know, like. Yeah. <sighs> I can't say that yet. <laughs> Moving on. Um, there's, there's other things that are taking our attention away from all these other things. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, the false positives and, and where this has a trickle down effect, right? So you get this at home test kit, you start feeling shitty like me right now with this fucking sinus shit going on, not COVID. Um, and I take this thing, right. And guess what it says? It says, Oh, I have COVID. So I got to call my boss now. Mm-hmm. Right. Hey boss, I, uh, I got COVID. All right, cool. Home you go. Right. Boss. Of workplace productivity, loss of freaking yada, 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 whatever. There's all this other bullshit, mm-hmm. right? Hopefully they were using that as an indicator and then they went and got another test, uh, like a real one by like a doctor and shit. They weren't like basing everything off of this thing that they stuck in their nose at home and then put on a piece of cardboard, hopefully. But there has to be. My issue with this is the technology. There has at this point, mm-hmm. like we, we know the variants that are out there in different countries and how to find them. Mm-hmm. You're telling me there's no way to modulize some sort of system to have at home that can tell us what, like, it, it's horseshit. With that, especially working in an environment, especially that's related to health, where if the littlest thing is off, like, it fucks everything up. So the production of these at-home test kits, chances are there is something that is put on the cardboard that indicates or is supposed to react to one particular thing or another. And so chances are somebody fell asleep or not really, but somebody fucked up and either cross contaminated something. So then it, it fucks that up. Cause I had uh, with my job, a particular 
uh, there was a quality issue with a particular product. And then I was told that an order that I had packed had this product on it. So then I spent the next two hours going through completed orders in order to remove it, which is something I really didn't want to do. But I mean, if it's no good, it's no good. And it's chances are it was a, a quality issue that they just realized like, Oh shit, we done fucked up. (laughs) But they know that the quality issue is presenting as false positives, right? Right. So how many of these have already gone out and how many of people have already tested? Can you imagine if this was a a, a pregnancy Mm -hmm. and false negatives were a thing, Mm -hmm. right? Nine no. months later. Oh, man, oh I'm, fuck. I'm, I'm getting, well, <laughs> I thought I was just getting yeah. fat. <laughs> I thought I just had some really weird heartburn. I, just, I don't know. I just started throwing up every day. Yeah. No. Fuck no. Like, it, no, I'm sorry. And at this point, I, I've lost all patience with this shit. Like, mm. like no, um, you don't get to do this. Like, you don't get to. The, the at home test kits are garbage. Why are we doing them anyway? Yeah. You know, and it's, and it's horseshit and false positives. Here we go again. You know, so and and here's the deal: when mm. somebody freaking pops hot on those things and they make that phone call, right? Does that number go into the freaking the number, right? And this we, this big, dark, looming, growing, awful, terrible number that we just mm-hmm. can't ever seem to get away from, and it's always growing and raising. And we have little, you know, dips in the scale, but you know, a, a bunch of places across America right now are starting to climb back up again. You know. Uh, and shit's getting bad. Is it, or is this just false negative shit? And we're just having colds again, mm-hmm. you know? Because we had a whole year with no colds or flu, but all it was of a sudden, just COVID. Now we're just <laughs> now we're having colds and flus again, right? You know. Uh, so what what the fuck's going on? And I and I think this is probably an indicator, you know, of of other systemic issues in, you know, in the whole COVID thing as far as like testing and and freaking, uh, you know, using it for for whatever. Like mm-hmm. I, I've got. I got a bunch of beef with COVID. <laughs> it's a virus and all that other shit, and you know. But this the whole fucking nonsense around it, and I'm just over it. Oh yeah, I'm so fucking sick of it. Stupid. It's one of those things where it's like we we have to figure out how to how to carry on without it or with it because it, clearly it's not going to go anywhere. But we can't keep shutting everything down. It's yeah. like. It's like we we have to continue living with it. That that's just there's no there's no other way around it. And I think it's just everybody's natural instinct. Oh, there's there's a, a increase in numbers. Shut it down. And it's like, okay, what what the fuck's that gonna do? It's like genuinely, I don't think that works. At least not in the way that they think it's gonna work. Because it's like, okay, say you have you know twenty people. And it starts at the beginning of the line. These people get like, get it, and then like right when you say okay, shut it down, and then that very last person gets it. And the time that they're supposed to be okay without you know being able to pass it or whatever, they come back, and then they just pass it on again. And it's like okay, so <laughs> it's if we're gonna shut it down, you need to like shut it down, and then you need to figure out who actually is positive, and then tell them hey. We're gonna come back on this day. Why don't you take an extra day, just just in case, you know, just something. And and the crazy thing is, a lot of places when this really started to like like be a big deal, like early twenty twenty, um, my work I know said, listen, um, if you come into close contact, you know, they gave us a, a laundry list of 
of be carefuls. <laughs> and sure enough, they weren't requiring people to get tested when they said this. And they've already said as soon you know, as soon as you say this happens, you're out of here for a certain amount of time, paid. No questions asked. <laughs> so I'm pretty sure they had like two nights where almost like ninety eight percent of the second shift didn't show up. And they're like, oh, yeah, uh, I was in close proximity to this person, and uh, <coughs> I think I have a cold. My grandma sneezed. <laughs> right. Uh, I got a quarantine for two weeks. Right. Yeah, so No, I'm, I'm with you. Uh, yeah, so there's there's that part of it, right? And, mm-hmm. and shitty people are going to find shitty ways to get out of work, um, and that's just how that is. And I'm not saying that the entire second shift was shitty, but, you know, it, that's just a thing. Mm-hmm. You give somebody that opportunity for no with no accountability, mm-hmm. that that's going to be what happens. So it's kind of on the... I feel as though in that situation, maybe on the company a little bit, like, oh yeah, you gotta, you open the door and did not provide any accountability for whatever, uh, and you relied on the honesty of people and people are terrible. People can be terrible for sure, for sure. But yeah, it's uh, yeah, man. I, and and again, this is just a, another uh, snapshot in the the failures that were and we're it, we're I'm past personally. People mm-hmm. may still be in it, and that's fine. But I'm past personally the. Uh, we're trying to figure it out stage. Oh, yeah. No, two years. No, there, there's no more figuring it out. No. Right? We're, we're not learning as we go. The first six months, totally. Absolutely. 100%. We had no fucking clue what was happening. So those months, I give everybody there to include our Lord and Savior, you know, Jesus Fauci. Um, Freaking, <laughs> you know, uh, I give him a pass. I mean, we've talked Fauci about. Fauci Christ. Yeah, Fauci Christ. <laughs> <laughs> we, we've talked about this at length. I'm sure half of our audience is rolling their eyes down and going, oh, God, here we go again. Um, Fauci, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, but he, uh, that motherfucker. Yeah, he, uh, he's back in the news again with this whole gain-of-function thing, which is something I refuse to really talk about. I, I like, No one's going to find out the truth. Like The truth is out there. Nobody's going to find it out. Um, and even at this point, even if we find out, if it, dude, even if they came out tomorrow and said this thing was constructed in a lab, and released by freaking accident on purpose or whatever. If they said that, mm-hmm. I I don't think I would believe them at this right. point. Like, you know what I mean? Uh, I'd be like, cool story, right? So it's w- better what are than, you gonna do? It's better than a penguin kissing a turtle in in you know John Stewart's freaking <laughs> epic rant fame. But, oh my god! You know, uh, again, it's uh, and I. I'm, I'm going to derail myself if I continue. So <laughs> I'm, I'm going to take a time out here, a personal time out and say uh, the FDA is here's here's the recap. Uh, FDA is recalling 2.2 million home COVID testing kits because they were trending on the false positive side of things. So if you check your box, if you have uh, a home testing kit, uh, hop on that kit's website and make sure that it's not one of the ones that is being recalled because... There's a chance that you don't have COVID. You just have a cold, mm. and you should go to work. Yeah. But still wear a mask. So that's the thing. Like, yeah. I mean, I feel like you know, common colds, Yeah, we worked with through them before. Yeah. And we did the polite, like, you know, in the, the corner of your arm. When I, a, I still do that. Wear, wear a mask. Yeah. It's, I'm not know, wearing one now because it's shitty audio, but. No. Like, I. I hope you don't mind my cold later. Oh, fuck. I've. I've had colds on and off for the past like couple of weeks, mostly just because when whenever the weather takes like a drastic turn, I just everything just starts happening with my face and it's <laughs> terrible. So like you know I go to work and I'm sneezing and I'm, you know blowing my nose and like 
are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, people get sick. It, it happens. And they're like, well, because when we go into work, we have these little machines that scan, like, take our temperature. Mm-hmm. And they're like, what was your temperature coming in? I'm like, fuck, I don't know. That was like three hours ago. <laughs> it's like, I'm not going to remember a, a number that just flashes green and tells me I can go inside. I'm like, nah, man. And they're like, well, can you go scan one at the door? I'm like, no, I won't. I'm, I'm good. I'm like, I don't have a fever. I literally just have the sniffles. I'm fine. I'm like, I got a mask on. I'm taking care of myself. I got, you know, cleaning my hands and everything. I'm like, I'm good. And they're like, okay. And I was like, yeah, okay, go away. We had this uh, uh, this person at my work who had uh, he was strep, something fucked up her voice, right? Right. And so we didn't see her for a while. And then I, I came into the office, and she was there, and she sounded, you know, like that weird, like, squeaky <laughs> thing. And, uh, and I said, hey, how are you feeling? Uh, I said, you sound like you're you're still uh, still recovering. And the first thing she did, she freaks out. She's like, She's like, I tested negative three times. I da 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 da. She's like giving me her resume of of COVID testing. I'm like, stop, stop. I don't, don't. I'm not concerned because right. I know you wouldn't be here if that was the case. Like, it was so funny that I don't I, fucking know. I was just like, I, you, I don't know how to open. You push up on the bottom one. The, just push up. Yeah. Jesus fuck, dude. How, how are you gonna buy a bottle of whiskey you can't even open? I, fuck, I don't know. <laughs> This has yeah. to rotate back. Yeah. Oh. We'll see. Okay. Yeah. Jesus. Now I know. Knowledge is power. <laughs> what I think would be funny is that, I mean, if I didn't show up here tonight, you'd just be I'd be fucked. Sp- I'd be like, like, when, like those little puzzle things you gotta, you know, those little <laughs> God damn it. Fuck do you do? What's wrong with this shit? I just want a drink. And with that, <laughs> let's let's head over to the bar. <laughs> All right, it is time for Hey Bartender. Tonight we are drinking uh, something unique. This is, uh, what we are drinking tonight is Creek Water American Whiskey. Now, this is out of the, uh, what do they call this? I don't even know how to pronounce this. Just just take a whack at it. Slamerica? Anyway, so the distillery is in uh, Durham, North Carolina. This is another one of those celebrity mixes, and uh, the celebrity is none other than Mr. Uh, Yellow Wolf uh, himself. His real name is uh, Michael Wayne Atha. Uh, he is an American rapper. I was listening to some of his music before we went on the air this evening. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not my taste in music. Fair enough. Not a big surprise. It's what happens when guys my age rap. Yeah. Because he is. He's my age. Oh. Um, not terrible. Right. Just not my thing. So uh, it is 100 proof. The So what's weird is it is a bourbon recipe, right? Okay. So it's like uh, 75, uh, 20, or sorry, 75, 15, and 10 uh, corn, rye, barley. But they're not calling it bourbon. So what that tells me is recipe-wise, proof-wise, everything looks legit, so they must be putting it in used barrels. Okay. So we could be getting a little bit of uh, other stuff in it, so like other flavors of other whiskeys? Absolutely. Uh, and, and, I mean, generally, I mean, that's because it's got to go into new oak. 
right? Mm-hmm. To be called. So when when the recipe is the same, right, and it does say uh, it's it's made in Canadian and Irish whiskey fashion, which is weird because generally I would say that if it's Irish, they're using single pot stills and they're. Right. Uh, but that doesn't say that, right? And then, and then Canada or, just I, does there's the there's no fucking rules <laughs> in Canada. Like, they just do whatever they want to. So, uh, which also tells me that they can add flavoring, they can add coloring, they can put it into whatever barrels they want to. Um, and by calling it American whiskey, they get that freedom to do all of that. So, okay. um, so knowing what we don't know mm-hmm. about it, you know, we do know what the mash bill is, which is kind of cool. No age statement. Mm. It doesn't taste young. Mm. So I wonder if this is sourced or, it, but it looks like they make it. It's For, hard to tell. Like, they, like it's it's very cryptic in their right. their website. Um, when I saw the proof on it, I expected it to be hotter. It's for a hundred proof. It, it feels very mellow for me. I I don't feel it as a. I've had. I've had lower proofs hit hotter than this. Yeah, it's again. I I wish there was an age statement because really, I mean, it doesn't say it doesn't say straight. So you know, it's super weird. They didn't. They really. It doesn't fucking say anything. Literally nothing. Who knows? It's not bad. No, no, it's not bad. Um, it, it is. It, it's a little on the dry side. Mm-hmm. A little bit. Uh, for the the finish, but you've get I mean, there's a whole shit ton of vanilla, mm-hmm. lots of vanilla, uh, off the get go. You know, yeah. nothing uh, buttery, no nothing really heavy caramel. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just getting a, a lot of vanilla, and I, my taste buds might be a little fucked up because of my sinuses. But, um, but I know it's not COVID because it does taste like whiskey and it smells like whiskey. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. Uh, um, but yeah, it's uh, it's it's. It's weird. This whole celebrity whiskey, like whiskey thing or celebrity drink thing, mm-hmm. there are some that are doing it very well. Mm-hmm. Very, very well. It is for, definitely for not. Uh, uh, Bob Dylan. Okay. Uh, Heaven's Door. Okay. You've had that. Yeah. We, we've had that together. That's pretty good. Um, excellent. And that was the, the private barrel selection. So, like, his other stuff is great. Um, Blackened, which is, I think that's Metallica. Oh. Uh, is that's their like thing? Mm-hmm. Um, not bad, right? Uh, not great, great, right? <laughs> I'm not chasing it, right? Right. Um, but it's it's not terrible. Mm-hmm. Uh, I haven't had Slipknot's got their whiskey out there. I haven't had theirs yet. Yeah, it's super weird. Uh, I hear it, it. The bottle looks like a clown, and it yells at you when you drink it. What? Uh, so, I, I don't know where that was. God, I don't know. I'm, I'm trying. Grabbing at straws here, man. I'm trying to recover from the fucking phone thing. Okay, just give me a break. God, no, you good. Give me a break. The one that flopped mm-hmm. is Drake's. Um, oh yeah, you would love the bottle. Oh, because it's go. like super fancy and freaking weird looking. Uh, but the whiskey inside of it is garbage. Uh, oh, shit. Didn't Conor McGregor have one too? It was awful. Proper twelve, and he divested from it. Oh shit. Um. Which made him a ton of money, mm-hmm. which is frustrating. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, it's it, it proper twelve is not. It's not great. Uh, my buddy was a, a huge, huge fighting uh, aficionado, mm-hmm. and uh, 
he also likes whiskey. So when he found out that, you know, he was doing this thing, he went and got a bottle. If I brought it back and he and I tried it together and I was like, this, this is, this is hot garbage. Uh, this is not good. This is like everything that powers took and said, this is not uh, the quality of powers. Right. Here you go, Connor. Oh no. <laughs> like it was super bad. <laughs> um, but no, so there's, there's some that are doing it really well and there's some that mm-hmm. just totally missed the mark. And I, I wish they wouldn't. Uh, the one big one that I can think of that I haven't tried yet, so I can't really, uh, I can't say one way or the other, uh, Sweetens Cove. And I haven't tried it because the price point is very high. Like between 150 and 200 bucks, right? Yeah. For, uh, For I, I don't know where it came from, right? right. Well, it's, uh, it's Peyton Manning okay. and um, the golfer guy. Uh, okay. Yeah, he's a he's a PGA dude. I forget his name, but anyway, so it's these two went together. Uh, so they they partnered with uh, Marion Eves, who is a phenomenal whiskey maker, mm-hmm. right? She's she's awesome. She's amazing, and I love her to death. Would jump at the chance to have her here talking with us and talking whiskey with us, mm-hmm. Marianne. If you're hearing this, come join us and talk with us. If somebody's listening to us that knows her. Send her a message for us, or we'll just do it ourselves. But again, she's she's a, a distiller without a home, mm-hmm. so I don't know if if she's making it. If she's making it, where is she making it, or is she just blending it? Like she getting whiskeys from other places and just kind of blending it and whatever. But that's another one where I I just the the price tag on it for something that's new right out the get go is just I, I'm not paying for Peyton Manning. So, so how old is it at the hundred and fifty mark? Are we talking like minimum aging? I don't know. Uh, I would have to look at a bottle. I, I couldn't tell you. Um, it, okay. it may be 10, 12 years old. It may be five years old. I don't yeah. know. Um, without it. really looking to all I know is that I know where it came from. I don't know anything about the whiskey itself. Gotcha. Gotcha. So hmm. there was, I forget, there was another um, celebrity endorsed one that I picked up a while back. Um, there's a bunch of them. Keep, no, keep yeah. going. Sorry. No. Uh, so I had I had a glass of it uh, by itself. I threw it up to the neck pour of it being it being not great, and so you know I waited a couple weeks. Kind of went back to it. I tasted a little better, and I was like, you know, this isn't something that I'm going to stress to drink. And so I was like, you know what? I'll I'll buy some ginger ale. This will be a, a decent mixer whiskey. And and honestly, it was it was it was pretty good. And, you know, it was it added enough heat to the ginger ale, and just it was and you know it did me all right. But yeah, <laughs> it was that not that it was bad, and because I guess I don't have the the palate to differentiate between good whiskey and bad whiskey yet. You know, I can just simply say. Sure, you do. Well, see, but the only thing is, I can say is, I just don't like it. That so, does that necessarily make it bad, or is it just more about personal preference? Well, I mean, you know, if we go according to the influencers saying when certain whiskey <laughs> is bad, is it's not that's a faux pas. Right, You're not allowed to do that. You just got to say it's not for me. It's not for me, right? Um, <laughs> but again, it, it, dude, it's all about drinking what you like, mm-hmm. and so I would say, you know, stop dismissing your. Your ability to differentiate between what you do and do not like. Right. I taste this whiskey. I don't like this whiskey. Mm-hmm. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to mix this whiskey. Mm-hmm. Right? I don't like it by itself. 
Right. Tastes fine in a ginger ale. Tastes good in a freaking mule. Whatever. Mm-hmm. I've got plenty of bottles at home that don't go to a glass like that. They go to a freaking cup when they mix with other shit. Um, because they don't they don't do it for me in raw form. Right. Right. Um, I'm still drinking whiskey and I'm still drinking that stuff. I'm just in a different different format. So fair enough. So I think I know. I, I trust your taste, man. I'm finding myself being more partial to rise. Yeah. I bought my first ride that I have yet to have a second glass of it just because it was so intense. Um, but even that one, I only think is a hundred proof, but it tasted like somebody had wrapped black licorice in grass. That's what it tasted like. And I was just like, and it was hot as fuck. I was is just, that the young stuff you have? Uh, I, I gotta get it. I yeah. Gotta, hang on. So Josh is grabbing that. Uh, celebrity whiskeys. We're gonna do a, a. I'm grabbing the phone again, so if it makes weird noises, don't judge me. All right. So. <laughs> so I got this. Uh, Balcones Texas oh, Rye hundred proof. Yeah. So. Okay. So in comparison. These are supposed they're 100 proof, okay? Yeah. So the same proof. However, <laughs> holy fuck. That that will not only put the hair on your chest, but it will burn it off at the same time. I'll make you slap your mama. <laughs> I just the color difference. Yeah. Should give you the first indicator. What why? That that why are you so <laughs> Oh my <laughs> It was the same color as the brand. <laughs> oh my god, that was good. Mm. But yeah, yeah, I I had my little glass of it when I when I bought it, and I was like, oh, <laughs> hello. <laughs> have, so have you gone back since then? I haven't yet. You should. Um, I I think I might try just because I think I was not off put. I was just shocked. Yeah. By the intensity of it. And I was like, whew. I'm like, I was not ready for that. Texas whiskeys, man. They're Yikes. they're hot. Well they're that hot. so that and you and I have talked about this, I think, before. Yeah. The only I not Yeah, no, fuck it. I'm saying it. The only one of these that I have I have enjoyed, the only one Balconis that I have really mm-hmm. enjoyed is their single malt. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm not a big single malt like uh, when it comes to American single malts, which are American scotches, for mm-hmm. lack of a better term. Um, I haven't found one that I really, really enjoyed until it, that was the mix I needed. I needed the Texas heat and the mm-hmm. freaking that dirty freaking Texas feel <laughs> to mix with that single malt, like light, crisp cream. Like, and it it's it's fucking amazing. Nice, it's very, very good. Yeah, it the we because we had that uh, that Austin one that you brought the last time you were here. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had glasses of that since then, and it it's not bad. It's it's one that I bourbon with, but with a little extra heat. Yeah, you know, because there's like a kind of a line of bourbon where you're it's it's very not subtle, but it's very tame, and yeah. you, and it's just in a nice drink, and you enjoy it. But then this one, it it just kind of ups that that heat a little bit but you don't lose that bourbony taste and yeah i've I've grown to like it it's, it's not bad right on but i mean i'm not going crazy and buying all texas whiskeys because holy fuck <laughs> they're hot <laughs> they are hot they are i've had so uh devil's river i, I think we've talked about texas whiskeys before too so i don't want to like be super redundant 
Um, Devil's River, yeah, Devil's River was not uh, something that I will uh, partake of again. <laughs> Just no. Balcones, I've tried a bunch of different ones of theirs. To include that, I bought a bottle of that, and I think I left it in Texas. I think it was a, a <laughs> gift to my housekeeper for the hotel I was staying at. Nice. Um, i trying to think of some of the other ones that are there. Oh, well, anyway. Yeah. yeah, but I've had a few. Mm-hmm. The Crowded Barrel whiskeys are awesome. Crowded oh. crowded Barrel? Yeah. Is that a, uh, they're in Austin. Is that in the Texas? Yeah, and Stinson's. Stinson's, <clears throat> they're, they're pecan whiskeys freaking... Legit. Pecan? Oh, my God. Isn't yes. that... Well, so, like, they add the flavor to it? Uh, they put pecans in the barrel. Oh. So they don't add additional flavoring. They just... There's stuff in the barrel. And it's it's legit. So, again, it's one of those... It's their pecan whiskey, but it is um, amazing. <laughs> like, unbelievable good. So... Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Anyway. Right on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so again, Creekwater, uh, celebrity whiskey. Uh, so Virginia Black was Drake's. Virginia Black. Yeah. So yeah. it comes in this uh, weird shaped <laughs> bottle that's kind of like it's got lines and it's gold and it says like VB in the center. Uh, so a celebrity that's doing it right though, from what I'm told, I have not had it yet, so I cannot attest personally. Okay. But from what I hear, Aviators Gin oh, yeah. is amazing. Yeah. Uh, that's uh, Ryan Reynolds. Old Mr. Deadpool himself uh, doing some some good stuff with gin. So, so I hear. I can't yeah. tell you because I don't drink gin, and I have not ever had that. But I'll say I, I I don't think I've ever had gin just by itself. I've like any time I drink gin, it's always in in a gin and tonic. I've, so the the Freeland that I have, I've done that on the rocks. Mm-hmm. It's weird because <laughs> it's clear, and I'm like, oh, it's like water, but it's not like water. It's not like water. No. Kind of like a pine tree. <laughs> like yeah, a pine yeah. Tree. it's like, like evergreens. It's hmm. it's like evergreeny. But isn't it like dry though? Yeah, a little bit. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> yeah, no, that's uh, that's one I've actually been meaning to pick up just because. One well, mostly just because it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm just like you know, just I'm just kind of curious, and I think one of the first times like he actually started like. Shooting it out there was during his big time feud with uh, with uh, the Wolverine dude. Fuck, what's his name? Uh, oh, fuck, what is his name? The Greatest Showman. Yeah, I'm Hugh to- Jackman. Yeah, there you go. Good lord. So and like they had this thing where they each had their own personal product that they endorsed, and because this was the way they were going to end their feud, <laughs> and the best part was. Oh, because I think his was a coffee. And so Ryan Reynolds did a promotion for this coffee. Uh, and, and he's like, oh, I didn't know we were we were doing, like, serious things. And so then it goes to Hugh Jackman's, uh, his promotion of Ryan Reynolds' gin. I and he's like, he's like, yeah, just go buy it. I hear it's pretty good. And he kind of knocks it over. It spills out. He, oh, yeah, it's not bad. <laughs> Like, it was, like, kind of the restart to their whole feud, which is, I thought it was fucking hilarious, but, oh, my God. So, uh, to follow up on the Sweet and Cove thing, uh, in your age question, so it is a mixture, a blend, excuse me, of uh, whiskey that is 4, 6, and 16 years old. And then 
they if they do have an age statement, they have to put the youngest, right? Correct. So they would put for Right. So in that case, they probably don't put an age statement. Right. Just just so they don't have to put that four year on there. Correct. Gotcha. Because then you know the the snobby snobs. Like, <laughs> I don't I'm drink not, anything. I'm under not 12. paying two hundred dollars for four year old whiskey. <laughs> it's the 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 we I think we talked about the the video of like the whiskey dude, right? <laughs> like, get that toddler out of here. <laughs> Talking about young whiskeys. Oh my god! Uh, uh, so, uh, so the the folks that got together for this was Peyton Manning, Mark Rivers, Drew Holcomb, Tom Nolan, Andy Roddick, and Rob Collins, oh, with Skip Bronson as well. So those are your, your celebrities for the Wheaton's Cup. Uh, yeah. Yellow Wolf, you you did okay. Yeah. There's there's definitely there's definitely worse, right? <laughs> definitely so, worse. So he uh, he did a little bit of homework at least. So I mean that's that's good. I still, I'm, I'm taken back by the Slumerica thing. Slumerica? Yeah. Like S L U M, America. Like, America. Yeah. <laughs> it's like where, where did that come from? Like, what's the point? Why do, why do, what is that? Maybe that's. What like, does that mean? Maybe that's a weird like regional thing, wherever he's from. Kind of like Slumdog Millionaire, but it's Slumerica. Maybe. I'm just throwing shit out there. Yeah, I don't know. Could be. All right, well, hey, let's uh, let's head over to the bar. You ready? Yeah, man. Let's go. All right. So tonight we are talking about the subject of the day. And the subject of the day is the day. Today, as we mentioned before, earlier in the podcast, is Veterans Day, which is on November 11th every year, and it is to honor veterans, those who have served, and those who are currently serving. So there gets uh, some confusion every once in a while about Veterans Day and Memorial Day and and how we do that uh, thing, right? So Memorial Day is for people who are no longer with us for those of you who are wondering is the day we celebrate those who sacrificed everything mm-hmm. in order right to you know defend and uh, keep us free that's memorial day so although it is greatly appreciated when you thank people for their service that's not the day to do it all right veterans day is the day to do it. And a lot of companies go out on this day uh, and provide benefits to uh, veterans and their families and, and stuff like that and to celebrate those who have served, are still with us, uh, and are currently serving. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, the, a little bit of history from uh, the Department of Veterans Affairs. Quote, World War One, known at the time as the Great War, officially ended when the Treaty of Versailles was signed on June 28th, 1919. Uh, in the palace of Versailles outside the town of Versailles. There's a lot of Versailles in there. Uh, this was in France. However, fighting ceased seven months earlier when an armistice uh, or temporary cessation of hostilities between the Allied nations and Germany went into effect on the 11th hour of the 11th day of the 11th month. For that reason, November 11th, 1918, is generally regarded as the end of the war to end all wars. Little did they know at the time like. <laughs> there would be one more of those. <laughs> A little bit later. 
Uh, but in 1919, uh, President Wilson uh, proclaimed November 11th as the first commemoration of armistice. Armistice. Ar- that word. Uh, uh-huh. It'll be in the show notes. Um, that day. All right. And uh, as just a recognition of uh, everything that went down and, and how that uh, to celebrate the end of the hostilities of the Great War. Mm-hmm. Congress officially recognizes it by the end of uh, World War One, right around uh, June of 1926. They put it into law, gets signed, and uh, I'm I'm not going to go on because I'm just going to be uh, reading other people's shit, and I'm not doing that. Um, so, <laughs> so that's kind of where it came from. Those the origins, and that's why it's there. It's to celebrate uh, those who have served and. Talking about service this evening, mm-hmm. uh, somebody who's about to wrap theirs up. Interesting enough, I, I have uh, some some really weird feelings about it. Uh, recognizing vets and uh, recognizing people who serve, and I, I think there's a big difference. And I, I I think there's a big distinction between folks who are actively serving mm-hmm. and veterans, right? Because I the, and, and this is my personal view of things, just me. Mm-hmm. Just me. So when I think of the word veteran, I think of somebody who has served, right, um, has done time in some form of conflict, right? Uh, so the the picturesque veteran, when I hear that word, I see the dudes wearing the World War II ball caps and the Vietnam War ball caps. And I look at those guys and I like, hear their stories and you talk to them about their experiences. And, uh, you know, those, those are the – when I – that's what I see in my head when I hear the word veteran. Um, I don't look at my peers, even though my peers are. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got some great friends, you know, uh, right off the get-go, I think of, uh, you know, Ty and Justin and uh, and Mike, you know, and, and these guys who I know went and did shit and, and served and fought and, and did their thing um, and are no, no longer in the service. So, I, you know, they're in there too. Um, but... I see a lot of young soldiers who they soak up all that shit, but they haven't they haven't done it yet. Right. Right. They volunteered to be there. That's commendable in and of its own. Mm-hmm. So uh, a, a day to celebrate active duty soldiers mm-hmm. should be a thing. I think it probably is good on them. Let's do it. Um, they haven't gotten their boots dirty yet. Right. Right, um, and and I kind of feel so. It, I, I get a little weird about that, right? right? When it comes to you know people expressing, thank a veteran, you know, and you see them standing next to like a private, like he should literally showed up yesterday. He still <laughs> has no idea where he is or where he's going right now. No idea, you know. And I I own one of those. My son is one of those. Right? right. He's no fucking clue what's going on right now. Um, he will eventually someday, you know, mm-hmm. but. I the distinction between the two, and I, I really I struggle with with that um, because I think veterans should be celebrated. I think that it should be a thing that gets they get the recognition, they get that freaking that that pat on the back, mm-hmm. and they should get it probably more than just one day a year, mm-hmm. you know. But this is a, a specific day marked for just that for them for just for them to say, you know, you went and did some badass shit for the country, you know. Unfortunately, it's, here's a free meal at Applebee's, right? Um, <laughs> it should be more than that, but, you know, uh, I get it. At least somebody's doing something. Yeah. And and I can appreciate that. Wish it was more, but 
It's one of those weird things because, like, you notice a lot of times where this kind of conversation comes up. You notice the conversation of uh, the folks who go out to do the whole stolen valor shit where they dress themselves up trying to get some kind of recognition or some kind of fucking discount or something like that. It's, it's ridiculous. And for people who have, I mean, you know, me being a civilian, it's, you know, it's it's great that there are choice men and women who have made the choice to to serve and then they actually have to cuz i mean you know you hear you know people choosing to serve and that mean and like you automatically hear that and i think okay well then they're just joining the military but then when they actually have to back up what they've said they're going to do and they get put into a you know combat situation or uh, they're sent to a conflict area and stuff like that it you know it is a legit yeah because you know it's good you guys did it because fuck I ain't gonna do that <laughs> you know what I mean you know it's it's one of those things where like I I want to do the stereotypical well thank you for your service but that doesn't that so feels like it's not enough especially for somebody like me where I definitely don't want to go overseas and try to you know do do the kind of shit that that has happened over there it's like that that doesn't interest me at all granted. There's probably some people who had to go. It didn't interest them either, but they still had to go and do it. And <laughs> 21 years later. <laughs> so it's a simple thank you for your service does not seem enough. It seems so incredibly almost like a cop out. And and for some it is, mm-hmm. you know, uh, for some it's a it's a social obligation to say it. And in those cases, um, I, I don't know about anybody else. Again, I can only speak for myself. You can tell. I can tell when you're saying it as, as a social obligation. Right. Right. Um, when And I'm not one of those dudes that whips out your my, my military ID card. I, if I have to show ID for something, the first thing I grab is my driver's license. But if, if And a lot of times people will see it because how it sits in my wallet. They'll see my ID card. Mm-hmm. That's not what I pull out to give them. You know, I don't I don't go up and ask for the military discount. I don't ask for those things like I, I don't. And it drives my wife crazy. Right. It drives her nuts. She's like, yes, blah, blah, blah. you've earned it. You've earned it. whatever. I, you know, I just whatever. Right. You know, because then there is there's that obligation of like, hey, can I get the military discount? And they're like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Here you go. Here's 10 percent off. And uh, thank you for your service. Yeah. Dude, shut the fuck up. Yeah, like just, that's I don't don't say that. Yeah. Just press your button on your keyboard, give me my ten percent <laughs> off, and let me go out the door. Yeah. Right, and and we're good. Mm-hmm. We're good. You're not giving me that discount because you appreciate my service. Your company mandated that I get that discount, right? Um. So and not and and when it comes across that way, it's totally unappreciated. Mm-hmm. There are times when you can hear it, you can see it, where it is sincere mm-hmm. and it is real, and the person that is standing in front of you is expressing that gratitude. And and those are amazing, mm. right? Um, but the 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 benign freaking just the the fake shit. No, nah, keep that to yourself. Mm-hmm. Like don't if you don't say it or if you don't mean it, don't say it. Yeah, you know, just don't. I say it. Uh, I heard this this little thing, not necessarily about it, but it works for the context. Don't say it honestly. Instead of saying it dishonestly, you know, so rather you not say anything, but be true to yourself and not saying like the whole, well, thank you for your service kind of thing. You know, if you don't mean it, don't say it, <laughs> you know, but, you know, 
again, it's one of those things where it's almost where, at least where I think of it, it's like, I feel like I have to say it. But at the same time, it's like, well, no, I'm, I'm American. You know, this is America. I'm, I'm, I'm free to say whatever I want. And I, I can or not thank somebody for their service. I mean, granted, and for me, I always feel weird when I say that in general. Even if it, even if it is for somebody who one hundred percent deserves that thanks, it still feels weird. I I don't know why. It just it just does, and it's just just like, all right, now that that's out of the way, um, now what? <laughs> it's like okay, that was fun. All right, let's go do something else. <laughs> On the opposite side of that, you have people who serve that demand it. Almost, mm. you know, and it's it, it, it kind of we I've joked about it in the past. Like you look at somebody like, hey, hey, thank me for my service. OK, <laughs> um, you know what I mean? And you're like, uh, but, but there's those people that exist that they'll man, they flash that freaking ID card. They wear that uniform mm. uh, wherever uh, airports are, are a thing now. Airports absolutely drive me nuts. Um, now, privates that have the, the little trade-off patch. Right, that are going home for Christmas Exodus. I get it; they don't have any other clothes, right? There, and and I have a total understanding for those dudes. Mm. Um, but you see a whole lot of far more seasoned individuals in the organization traveling in uniform. And what goes through my head is, man, I went through a bunch of training that says we should not travel in anything that identifies us as this, 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 or this. Right. Hmm. You're not only wearing your name, rank, and freaking affiliation on your shirt. Mm-hmm. You know, Jesus Christ, man. Stop. Like, traveling in uniform used to be a thing. Hi, we're on terrorism. It's over now. Uh, sorry, the war on terrorism is not over. <laughs> but us you wearing uniforms to travel is. Right. You know, and so when I see that instantly, I think like, man, now granted, you can identify a military person a mile away every single time. They're the only dumbass in the airport that's got a high and tight haircut, rocking 5'11 pants and freaking is probably wearing some form of boot. Right. <laughs> like, dude, you're not in uniform. Wear something. Wear flip flops. Fuck's right. sake. You want to throw something <laughs> off? Wear flip flops. You can't hide your haircut. Right. Right. Put a hat on, throw on some flip flops, grab yourself a set of board shorts. Right. And you'll be good to go. Right. And the worst ones, man, they're the ones that are, and they all, you can tell they're backpacks, right? You get these, the army gives you great backpacks. They're not in uniform, but God damn it, their name and rank is on their fucking backpack. And you're like, dude, what are you doing? Just, just stop. There's, there's plenty of other back. Go buy a fucking backpack. Right. God damn it. You're a freaking relatively high ranking individual. You know, I know this because it's on your fucking backpack. <laughs> Go buy a real backpack <laughs> oh and not one that has freaking uh, tactical fucking bars, you know, like the, the cross sections <clears throat> on like the, the armor. I forget what they're called. They've got a name. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, but no, like like that stuff, you know, and for me, I, I feel as though they're that's attention grabbing. And there yeah. was a time where uh, years ago, oh, not that long ago, where people having conversations about <clears throat> traveling in uniform in order to get free shit. Mm. What and and I always push back on that, and I was always the asshole because I'm like, "Fuck you," like that's dirty. I'm like, bro, you get first class for free. And I'm like, no, fuck no. Now I'm going to tell you this because I don't want to make myself a freaking hypocrite or a liar. Um, uh, I don't 
flash my ID card. I don't identify as anything else. The only time that I will use uh, that when it comes to traveling where they, they sort of uh, military affiliation is I get to board first. Mm. Right. Now, I don't go to first class, right? I take my ass to the back of the bus, right? Like where I, I normally sit. But I want the overhead storage space on a full plane. <laughs> if I'm getting on last, that shit's full and I got to check my bag. So my freaking, <laughs> I will use that in order to freaking be able to put my bag over the, the over storage. <laughs> so if that makes me an asshole, that makes me an asshole. Um, so be it. I'm, I'm willing to do that. But chances are it's kind of hard for you to tell uh, whether I'm in the service or not unless uh, I freaking, and I don't, I don't talk about it either. But but anyway, there are those folks that go out there and get that. And that that spoils it for me too. Right. Right. So and And it's because of those folks you get the disingenuous thank you for your service because mm. there are shitheads in the organization that go out and try to get that shit for free. They, they play the system, right? Yeah. They know it, right? They don't need to go to Applebee's Ruby Tuesday and freaking you know, Chili's in the same day, mm-hmm. but goddamn, they're going to go eat three free meals, right? Yeah. Like, no bitch. Like that's no, just, just fucking just stop. Right. Um, and, and it, that, that's frustrating to me. Yeah. That's super, super frustrating. Um, because you know, the, the humble warrior thing, be somebody that can execute mass amounts of great freaking pointed violence, mm-hmm. but is then indistinguishable amongst everybody else. Mm-hmm. You know, I, that's kind of what I like to see. Like that's, that's, you know, every veterans day, I think of to a particular commercial where it is veterans day in this diner. You see this mom and her young kid, and there is this, you know, who looks fresh military, you know, high and tight cut. And he's got the camos on. And and you see this kind of grumpy, old, almost biker-looking guy at the counter. And, you know, this little kid walks in. Hey, thank you for your service. And, and of course, this this older guy looks super grumpy the whole time. And as the, the camo guy gets up and he goes, pays his bill, he goes over to this old guy and there was some identifying marker that this old guy had seen some some action. He, you know, ex military, and he said, "Thank you for your service." You know, and so it was very like emotional kind of thing. And then the kid ended up going up to the old guy saying, "You know, thank you for your service and everything." So like, it was you, you mentioned that humble warrior thing where you have the person who very clearly is in the military, but then you have those people who used to be in the military that. Unless they have those World War II caps or the Vietnam caps or whatever, you you don't recognize them. They legit look like everybody else, and it's just and and those are the guys that generally have the stories they don't talk about, mm. and and which is kind of cool. Um, yeah. And when you can get them to talk about those stories, I think of uh, an individual in particular. Uh, his first name's Guy. Um, Guy's one of those. No, legit, that's his first name. Um, <laughs> We, I'm. This is going to identify him to a very select audience of people. But uh, uh, I, where I worked a while ago, uh, he and I got. We were sitting together one evening working, and Black Hawk Down, the movie, was playing on mm. on the, the TV that was we could see. And he didn't watch much TV. He didn't freaking. He was rough old handlebar mustache dude. You know, he freaking. He looks up at the the, the TV and he just has this like. It looked nothing like that at all. And then he just puts his face back down. And I was like, I shut the TV off. And I turned. I'm like, all right, 
you can't say that. <laughs> All right, come on. And, he, and it took me, like, he he still didn't give me everything, but he gave me enough. Um, and then gave me a couple other people mm. who I have since then been able to talk to. And sure as shit, you know, some of these other people who I didn't even know. Um, another one, uh, his first name is Al. Mm-hmm. Heard silly, weird stories about Al being this crazy freaking person that executed mass amounts of violence on behalf of the nation. Um, I've always kind of laughed because the dude is, I mean, he's Grandpa Al. He's freaking, he's cool as shit, super laid back, incredibly well-spoken, just whatever, you know, and then come to find out, like, oh, no, no, literally every, all of that shit is absolutely true, you know, but they don't talk about it, right? Right. And you got to pull it out of them. You know, it makes a, a simple mention like that. And that opened up a door to a conversation that was that was excellent. Mm-hmm. Um, and come to find out the dude that was teaching me a whole bunch of stuff was freaking legit. Just a, an absolute badass. And mm. kept it to himself. You know, and, and like that kind of stuff. And there's, you know, there's so a lot of stories that are out there. And the, the people that, you know, um, if I ran into guy outside, I would not talk to him because he would scare me um, uh, a little bit. He would, he's a, an intimidating fella. Uh, but, uh, but super awesome dude, love him to death. Anyway, so that's what I'm, you know, that, that, that type of thing is what I, I like. And I, I appreciate mm-hmm. the guys that are wearing the, the, you know, the world war two, the Vietnam veteran hats. Um, I, those dudes are fun because they have great stories. Those are dudes like me, mm-hmm. right? Generally, generally speaking, those are dudes like me. Those are guys <laughs> who have had a career like mine where we didn't have to go do really awful, terrible things. Right. Right. We served and we did a lifetime of service. Uh, and and supported those the dudes that were doing that stuff, mm. right? Um, and I'll walk away with my my head held high of that you know I I did, man I, I delivered the best freaking beans and bullets that any freaking dude could under parachute. So I'm good with that. But like those guys are are my people, right? And they've got the silly stories that right. they did that they love to share and they're willing to tell. And weird is you know if they're army ones, everybody's a sergeant major. <laughs> no, they actually probably got kicked out as an E4, but we're going to let them have that and we're going to roll with it, right? Um, but yeah, man. Um, but yeah, I appreciate those guys too, you know, and that's that's a real thing. And a lot of those. Now, the Stolen Valor thing that you mentioned earlier, <laughs> is, that, that's a different story. Right. Um, and that actually happens with dudes in the service. So guys wear badges that they didn't earn. And what's what blows my mind is how they think they're going to get away with it because every time you get something to put on your uniform, mm-hmm. there's like seven pieces of paper that have to go in for that. Right. That are all very traceable, all very trackable, and and legit have records forever. So for somebody to show up with a badge from a school, it's it legit it's a phone call for anybody to make right. and say hey can you verify the records of freaking so and so this name <laughs> and rank yeah and then they're like uh no oh shit never happened like dude what the, what the fuck it i always see like at least from videos that i've seen it it seems like it's just more people who just haven't done their homework it's oh like, absolutely they're wearing shit upside down right yeah, it looks like a movie, right? Right. It, they saw something from a movie, and that uniform in the movie is totally wrong, right? And they just put that on, and then they're walking through the mall. Like, first yep. off, that's not allowed, right? Second off, your name should be on the left side, and your <laughs> other thing should be on the right side. Your rank is right. totally upside down. Let me. That was I saw a video of that once where 
this dude walks up and he's like, the guy was like a the the one guy who was stealing the valor, I guess. Like this dude walks up to him, and he's like, oh sergeant, come here, come here, come here. Let me let me help you real quick. And he starts like, hey, what's great? The newer uniforms are all Velcro, right? Mm-hmm. So he's like. Psh, like, put that there, put that there, let's flip this back over. Uh, here, look, this badge actually needs to go down here, and then we're going to put... Okay, now you're squared away. <laughs> Who the fuck are you? <laughs> right? Dude, it was like, yes. Like, oh my totally, God. A, totally made his point before he even freaking, uh, you know, just just by his actions alone, identified the dude, and the guy was like, I'm a... Uh, bah, bah, bah. Like, yeah. no, fuck, take that shit off right now. Yeah. Take it off. See, if, if you're going to go to the extent of getting... The medals and everything, and for whatever reason you're planning to do this, it's like you have to be all into it. You have to make sure, okay, I need to know what this, this, and this means. I need to know, make sure that I have all these on correctly. I mean, if you're gonna try to do this, at least be legit. But here's the deal: somebody, wherever you're going to go, is going to know what every single one of those are and what it takes to get them. Mm-hmm. And then they're going to ask very specific questions that you can't answer how you got it. <laughs> right. And you're not going to answer them correctly. Oh shit. You know? So even if you know that you're wearing the distinguished service cross, right. Right. Hey, so, uh, what, you know, what, what time frame did you get yours? Oh, I got mine. Da, 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 da. Weird. Wasn't even a metal then. Uh, awkward, you know, like somebody is, somebody's always out there. And now in the, the digital media, the freaking the social media mm-hmm. realm, you know, you can't, somebody mm-hmm. is going to know. And, and chances are too, you're going to, you're going to belly up to a bar or a restaurant or something. And there's going to be people there who have actually earned those things. And they're going to want to come up to you maybe with honest intention to talk to you. Hey, I'm a fellow purple heart earner. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And oh my then, God! Where did you get yours? And then they see your shit. They're like, "Yeah, well, that ain't right." <laughs> Wait, so you got a purple? Wow, you're 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 a fucking everyday hero, right? Tell me about them, you know. And, then, and then they're like, "Oh, well, I um, I was in uh, I was in uh, 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 Kandahar, Iraq." Uh, nope, that's two different countries, guy. <laughs> nope, already we're done. Right, we're done. What, what's the and I, and I could be completely getting this wrong. Isn't there a medal that is awarded, like, if you're killed in action, but, like, um, like you went above and beyond or something like that? Uh, Nothing specifically for people. So, wounded, right? right? So, uh, the Purple Heart is people for who were wounded in action. And if you right. get killed in action, you're also awarded the Purple Heart. Gotcha. But that's not, you know. But there's I mean? nothing specific to people who have fallen and no, and mo- like uh, the big awards. You think of the Medal of Honor. You think okay. of, um, you know, a lot of the the like the Silver Star with V device. Mm-hmm. A lot of those get awarded posthumously, right? Um, because the actions that earned those awards cost that individual their lives. So, so there's not many. So if you Medal have of one of winners. those, chances are. You, well, should, you should be dead. If you, <laughs> I mean, uh, I mean there's, a, there's there's a lot of Medal of Honor winners that are still alive. Very good. Um, you know, and and with the the last you know twenty years of conflict, there's been a bunch more added to the list. But there's a list. The list is very small. Right. Most of the people on the list are dead. Right. Right. But if you're rocking one, somebody asks like, "What's your name?" Give they, them your name. That's very like. There's a public record. Of who so has so it. yeah so the big the big awards it's like man 
you you got some balls if you're throwing that thing on there. And also, like, I mean, the Medal of Honor, I don't think anybody's been brave enough to to try to fake that because, mm-hmm. I mean, you, you you have to show paperwork to get one. Right. You, I mean, there's there's a presidential order that has to be signed right. um, for that one. So, like, this dude found it somewhere. You know what I mean? Like, if, Ooh, if, if they did, yeah, and they just <laughs> threw it on not knowing what it was. So, yeah, because, like, like, you have to salute them. They're, anyway, Medal of Honor is a crazy thing. Mm. It's a crazy, crazy thing. But, yeah, no, the Stolen Valor thing is it, it's frustrating. But it's, you know, it, it's something that even soldiers do themselves. You know what I mean? Uh, thing, and, and, again, like like Ranger School and freaking, like, these tabs. And I was like, right. hey, you didn't earn that shit. Like, stop. Like, what are you doing? You're in the organization. Right. Somebody knows. Somebody knows. <laughs> and somebody knows the, the right questions to ask all the time. Right. Um, and why? What are you doing it for? Who are you trying to impress? Definitely nobody in the like nobody in the organization, right? Right, you're just cool. You got a ranger tab. You're one of a whole shit ton of people, right? And for the people that earned it, I'm yeah. not. I'm not trying to to talk down about ranger school. I never went. Right. Never, never even tried. Um, but I know a lot of folks who have tried. A lot of folks who have been successful, and a lot of folks who haven't. Mm-hmm. And it is. Uh, I, I think it's like 120 days of mm-hmm. literally just a test of what you have and and how you can survive like Oof. it's it's insane uh, it's absolutely insane and how all that that goes down and 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 how that all works um it's vader yeah. he can hear us he just can't see us um we're in here buddy oh door there you go good all right he good made boy. it good boy yeah, he greeted me today when yeah. i came in the door <laughs> yeah totally missed me barking at the wall yep, yep, straight, straight in the door guys but no but anyway uh you know but again like it's you're not gonna impress anybody inside the organization with that stuff because right. somebody's got it yeah somebody's done it and then somebody uh, and somebody can tell yeah who hasn't done right. it <laughs> yeah man super super weird how that works you know the folks that that demand you thank them for their service or are the folks that kind of fuck it up for for everybody else. And like like I can I can kind of understand that mentality, but at the same time it's like I I can't too. It's it's one of those things where like if if I'm gonna thank you for something, I'm I'm gonna thank you for something. If I'm not I'm definitely not going to thank you for something if you demand that I thank you for something. It's right. like it's like well, first off, I didn't ask you to do this, so um, you demanded that I say thank you. And it's like no, no, I'm good. You know, I mean, it's great that you did it and everything, but I mean, you you decided to do it. It's like you know, so yeah. it it it's always one of those weird things. That to to me personally, just it always seems like it's it it's always the start of a potentially awkward conversation because you again you have the people who are looking for that thank you, yeah, and then you're just like okay, so I have to say thank you, but then you have the people who aren't looking for it, and then at least I know like people who and I've met people who aren't looking for it, and after speaking with them and spending time with them, like I tell myself after the fact, Oh man, you know what? I should have thanked them for their service. Cause you know, they're, they're, they're good people. and They, they deserve their recognition. And, but, and, and everybody that's there and that, that's an important thing. Mm-hmm. Everybody that's there because we have a literally an all volunteer force. Mm-hmm. It's all volunteers. Mm-hmm. And 
we were, I was in a, in a unit that was having some, some drama and our, our big Sergeant major came and he, he listened to some of the issues that some of these individuals were having. And he stood there and he kind of scratched his chin a little bit. And he's like, um, so you guys all volunteered three times to be here. Shut up and go to work. <laughs> and he nice. was absolutely right. And and that was, yes, yep, a 100% right. Volunteered three times. Right. We raised our hand and said, send me three times. Mm-hmm. And that's why we were there. And and that reaction, that reaction was received very poorly, <laughs> uh, which was kind of funny. It was it was hard truth. Right. It was legit hard truth that we were standing in that room in that situation um, and we chose our to be there. And and that's and that's where that, you know, that entitlement like, uh, you know, you're not entitled to shit, man. You mm-hmm. you chose to be here. Right. Nobody owes you shit. Appreciation is greatly like I, I, I love it. Mm-hmm. Please. Please show it if it's deserving, right? Um, but just like every other, other other place in America, you know, there's there's assholes, assholes in the military too, you know. Uh, they, what? Right? They they don't just join the service and they become these freaking holier than thou. Like, oh no, right. get the fuck out of here! You're a, you were a dick as a civilian, you're a dick in the military. You know what I <laughs> mean? That, that's a thing, you know. Um, but yeah, the but but nobody made you go, right? You chose to go. Circumstances of your life may have not given you many options, but you still chose that option. Mm-hmm. So uh, there hasn't been a draft since Vietnam. Mm. So ain't nobody forced you to be there. Right. Mm. So 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 don't don't act like you freaking hopped up on the cross, you know. <laughs> to- Jesus Jesus Fauci or Anthony Christ or whatever his name is to to quote a line from a show that I love uh letter Kenny uh get off the cross we need the wood yeah <laughs> right so, on. yeah man uh well let me let me say this not just because uh it is veterans day and that you're my brother but because of the fact that I have had no desire to join the military and the fact that you have volunteered a number of times for the past, you know, 21 odd years. Yeah. So let me say this is thank you for your service. So somebody like me didn't have to. That is the most genuine thank you for service that I can muster just because that's the truth. <laughs> but then you say giggling, which makes well, me just. <laughs> well, no. I'm just, I've been drinking. So. I, I, Thank you. I don't know how to receive that. And I, I don't, I, I like when I'm out in public and people say that and they're genuine about it. I don't know mm. what, how to like, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Um, that sounds shallow, you know, kind of like when somebody says, I, I love you and you say, thank you. <laughs> it happens, man. Um, actually I can handle that way better. Oh, I can yeah. handle that way better. But, uh, but no, I, I appreciate that. Uh, I do. It means a lot. Thank you. Um, so for those of you out there listening, uh, take the time. If you know a vet, right? Uh, today's the day. Uh, pick up the phone. Give them a call. Tell them that you appreciate what they have done, what they are doing, uh, and what they may do in the future if they're still still going at it. That's uh, it's a it's a big deal. It is it is a big deal, and the fact that it isn't an all voluntary thing uh, makes it a big deal. The intentions behind it 
don't really matter. Uh, the fact of the matter is that even today, uh, for the last 20 years, you joined the Army voluntarily in a time of war. Um, so anybody that, that did, that stepped up to the line and raised their hand, you know, um, over the last two decades, they did so knowing the potential for harm was great. Uh, the benefits, the life is good. I'm not a recruiter, but I, I will tell you 100% that the army has been good to me and to my family. Uh, they've, they've done a good job of taking care of us the best they could. Let me stress the best that they could. It's a lot of shit. It's the army, right? Um, it is. It is the army. You gotta keep that in mind. Mm. Uh, but it was. It is a good thing. Mm. It's a good life. And uh, and now we're leaving, and it's weird. Super fucking weird. And uh, I don't want to say it's sad, because I'm not sad, but it's a whole different life that's that's about to start. Mm. So it's uh, it's definitely definitely weird. But uh, I. I think it. I think it'd be fair for for you to say that it's sad, though, because it's been your life for the past twenty years. It's sad that it's ending. I'm not sad that I'm done. <laughs> right? Yes. That, that makes that's sense. a no. That's a totally fair statement. Yeah. Totally fair. So for sure. But yeah, man. Even as somebody who has served, for those veterans out there that are listening, that are, you know, that I have contact with. Uh, that I know by name and that I don't appreciate you even as, as a, as a fellow service member. That's, that's a big deal. You know, um, I thank people for their service as, even though I'm in the service, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that's, that's it, because it is, it's, it's a big deal. And, and I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. I appreciate them. Also, uh, if anybody knows older veterans, we are losing, uh, we only have, a uh, I think all of the world war one veterans are now gone. And there are not many World War II veterans left. So if you know one uh, and you know uh, and have access to them, please take proper COVID protocols so that, although if they survived World War II, chances are uh, COVID is more scared of them than <laughs> they are of COVID. Um, um, but get the chance. Uh, Korean War, uh, Vietnam War, those folks that served in those conflicts, sit down with them and talk with them. If they're willing to share their stories, you need to be willing to listen to them because they're incredible and they're awesome and they're disappearing. Mm. That's the worst part about that is that these stories are going away with them. I don't, I don't know if it was the greatest generation. I, I can't say that definitively. They are referred to that as times. Mm. Um, but those those were some hard dudes, uh, some hard hard men and women that did some really shitty stuff. Uh, on behalf of of the nation and and freedom and the constitution uh and the the likes of which have not been seen uh to that extent uh very different fighting in Iraq and Afghanistan than what they saw in in the conflicts prior to that so um all the stories are amazing and wonderful but we've got some time with the most recent conflicts with those people we've got some time with them we don't have time with the World War II vets, the Korean War vets, um, because they're they're dying pretty quick. So if you know them, reach out to them, listen to their stories, uh, and and capture them if you can, because they're they're priceless and they're awesome. And with that, I think we're gonna wrap up the podcast for this evening. Alrighty. So folks, we'll be back next week, but uh, maybe maybe next week. No, maybe. 
It, it's to be determined. To be determined. So, uh, we'll, the announcement will follow. Yeah. So, uh, our uh, our handles are on the stream. If you're watching the stream, if not, we're on the Twitter and the Instagram. Are we doing last call tonight? Yeah. Okay. Well, this is just for the podcast. Okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> All right. So we're uh, we're out of here. We'll see you again. Yes. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. <laughs>